Hi, this is Shannon Waller, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about the importance of selling backstage. I've had a lot of really great conversations lately with people about their team members, particularly team leaders, who are incredibly skilled at selling and relating to clients. So they have fabulous communication skills. They're wonderful listeners. They do a brilliant job of building relationship. And yet, when this same person, this leader, goes backstage and that's what we call, you know, really working with the team, what happens is they put their team on the defensive. And I want to talk about that because one of the really fascinating aspects is that this person does have really great communication abilities, but they're not seeing the team as someone that needs to be communicated with the same way as you do clients. So let's talk about selling backstage. And let's start off by talking about selling because a lot of times when we're thinking about our team members, we're like, well, why would I have to sell to them? They're not paying me anything. I'm paying them. They should just do what I want, which in some alternate universe, that might actually be true, but not the one we deal with every day. So let me talk about selling because I think a lot of us, first of all, if you have any bias towards selling, I can completely appreciate that. But selling at its best is really the way that I look at it and always have as a previous salesperson is when you really look out for what the other person needs, what they're looking for, what their goals are, things that they're worried about, things they're excited about, reinforcing their strengths really understanding them and then matching up your form of value creation, whatever that is, however you solve problems, whatever solutions you provide for people and matching those up. A good salesperson is extraordinarily adept at having those types of conversations. If you're a really great salesperson, you actually see yourself as a partner with the person with whom you want to do business. It's not just about transactions. It's not about manipulating people to do what you want. And what I love when I've talked to our really great clients about their teams is that they really recognize when their team members have these incredible abilities to have at that level of communication. And this is a very sophisticated level. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone can get into someone else's shoes and really understand their perspective and then meet their needs. That's advanced. That's a very high level capability. But something happens We know what needs to happen. We want to deliver on our promise to the client or the customer. We go backstage and all of a sudden we just start telling other people what to do. Hmm, there could be a problem with that. And the problem is, I mean, sometimes it works if you've got people who just do what you tell them. However, a lot of times it actually can put other people on the defensive partly because they don't have a full understanding of the conversation you had with the client or customer. So I want to talk through why it's so important to sell backstage. So backstage is to your team, it's to your company, it's to everyone to whom you write a check (laughs) to make sure that they show up every day and do great work with you. And we tend to think that because someone isn't writing us a check, they should just do it. Again, nice fantasy, but not reality. So let's talk about how to take those same brilliant communication skills that we have front stage and actually use them backstage and why it's important. And here's the deal. People show up to work every single day because they've committed to doing that. If you have the right people, they are showing up every day, just so you know. But they also need to know why they're doing what they're doing. I've worked with a lot of people who sometimes they have the assumption that, well, if they're showing up, they should do good work. It's like, well, yeah, but sometimes haven't you had people on the team who show up and don't do good work and still get paid? like, well, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. So that assumption is not one you can actually make. Hopefully those people are no longer with you. However, people really need to understand why they're doing what they're doing, what the importance of it is, what value it's creating, how it connects to everything else. So one of the ways that you can actually take your great communication skills or coach other people to take their great communication skills is to say, you know what? Your team members are another audience. 
The same way that your clients and customers are in fact an audience, so are your team members. Your team members are people that you need to understand the same things you do about your clients. You need to understand what their goals are. You need to understand their need to be successful, to be rewarded for what they do, to be recognized and appreciated for what they do. They need to know why this is so important. Why is this activity so clear? One of the things I love is Simon Sinek's TED Talk on Start With Why. If you've read his book or if you haven't listened to his TED Talk or watched his TED Talk, I should say, please do so. It is phenomenal. You'll even get the point in the first four minutes of his short talk. It is incredibly captivating because we tend to, when we go back to our teams, we talk about the what, we talk about the how, we talk about the when, we don't talk about the why. And by the way, you do this and your team leaders do this automatically when you're talking to clients. We're always talking about the why this is important to do business with us, how this will help solve your problem, why this is critical and timely to take action on. That's the conversation. You're saying the context with a client or customer, but we don't do that often when we talk with our teams. So here's a little script. Here's a little formula to use. I don't really like scripts. So here's a little conversational formula to use when you are talking with your team. And we do this at Strategic Coach, and it's incredibly powerful. It's actually our number one form of communication and delegation. So the first thing you do is you actually say, okay, here's what it is that we want to accomplish. Here's the project. Here's the task. Here's the strategy. Here's the tactic. However you want to describe it, big or small, doesn't matter. And then you need to articulate what's the biggest difference it will make. In other words, why? Why are we spending our time doing this as opposed to something else. There are lots of choices about what we could all do every day. Unless people are really clear and convinced on why it's important to do this as opposed to something else, guess what? Something else takes precedence, takes priority. Now, the interesting thing about when you're communicating this, by the way, is if you can't articulate the what and the why, you're probably not sold. <laughs> you may not be convinced. Don't try and convince someone else before you yourself are first convinced and sold that this is a really great thing. And then you also want to describe what it looks like when it's done and done really, really well. All my reading and research about great management and great team leadership and all the stuff that I'm interested in doing, one of the organizations that's done a phenomenal job of capturing this information is Gallup. In all their books about strengths and StrengthsFinder and the fabulous book 12, which are really the 12 things that your team needs to be really successful. One of the number one sources of success and also sources of dissatisfaction is whether or not people actually know specifically and precisely what they need to do. And I think the ideal result really paints that picture incredibly clearly. If I'm working with another team member and they say, Shannon, here's what we're going to do. Here's why it's really important to do it. And here's what it looks like when it's done and done really well. And they paint that picture for me. I can get on board. Or I can add to it or ask questions and say, hey, I would have thought you would want this over here. And they can go yes or no and explain why, but I can get on board. And I got it. I know exactly what this is supposed to look like when it's done and done well. One of the biggest issues with communication with teams that I found is that people, again, say, just do this. No context. Often, absolutely no qualification about here's when to stop Here's what it's supposed to look like when it's done and done well. Here's how much effort to put in or not. Very little detail around the task. And so the person does their best, but they really feel like they're kind of walking blind, that they're in the dark. They can't see exactly what it is that you're looking for. The problem with that when you aren't clear is that a lot of thoughts arise. They're like, hmm, I don't want to screw up. So people play really safe. 
because they don't feel like they know where the guardrails are. They don't know the parameters. So the clearer you are and you paint that picture, people can get very creative and very committed, and they're not afraid to take action and take action fast. If you're like me, you don't like delayed responses. You like quick responses, and you like progress to be made quickly. This is one of the things that slows people down is when they don't know exactly what the end result looks like. When they do know, they really have a much clearer track to run on. They're they're not afraid of falling off to the side. So the first three things to be really clear on, what do we want to accomplish? Here's the biggest difference it will make. In other words, why? And then here's what it looks like. Here's the ideal outcome that we really want. You're painting the picture. Now we need to put some fuel in the tank. Now we need to light a little fire. And there's two sources of fuel that really motivate people's actions. And by the way, these are emotions. (laughs) This is not just intellectual thinking. You need to get people emotionally engaged in the task, in the activity. One of the ways to do that is to engage two really powerful motivating factors. One is excitement, and the other is fear. Now, I much prefer excitement. That goes with my personality. But I've learned that we kind of need both. And one of the ways to figure this out with a team or get people engaged is ask the question, what is the worst result if we don't do anything? If we keep the status quo, what happens? Or the other one that's really quite fun is what happens if we do it and it turns out really badly? (laughs) What happens if we don't achieve the ideal outcome? Then what? I have to tell you, that's fairly motivating. Hmm. You really want to make sure that you don't go to that pit of despair. You really do want to make sure it's positive. But setting the floor, letting people know what the worst case scenario is actually, again, gives them a really important parameter. And fear is a very powerful motivator. We are animals at some very essential level, and not getting eaten is a very powerful motivator for an animal. Being able to eat is important. I think that's really powerful is worst result if we don't take action is actually really useful to know. Now, that's the fear part. Please don't just stop there. That's really depressing. (laughs) You really do want to do more than that. The next thing is to get really clear on both for yourself and for your team is what is the best result if you do take action, if we do take action, what's possible? And that's where you take your ideal outcome and you parlay it even farther into the future. Here's the wins. Here's our reputation. Here's what we'll be known for. Here's, again, the difference it can make with this client. Here's what they'll be able to do. And even if you're dealing with an internal system fix, I was talking to a client this morning about this. I'm like, you know what? Yes, you've got some issues and definitely there's some problem solving that needs to happen, but just look at the capabilities that you'll figure out, how well run a company you'll be when you figure out how to fix this particular system that's not working the way it needs to. I mean, there's an enormous amount of pride you can take when you figure this out. A lot of people would just stop. Well, your commitment is to your internal system and taking care of your clients so that you are going to persevere. You're going to be really clever and resourceful and a great problem solver. As a team, we're going to work really well together to make this happen. That's something to be proud of. That is something to dig deep and it's worth fulfilling for that result. So the best result if you do take action is not only solving the problem, but also the impact of that. Can you gain reputation? Can you gain skill? Can you gain energy, excitement, opportunities, funds, resources, talent, All of those things are possible if you do take action. One of my big motivators is learning. The more I can learn, the more that I can get excited about things, the more that I get educated, wham, that's a big one for me. You can get me off my you-know-what really quickly by saying, here's what we'll learn out of this, and here's the new capability. Boom, I'm there. Then the success criteria is really about how can you prevent the worst results and ensure the best results. And that's really the standards. That's the success criteria for how you know this is actually going to work. 
And when you've done the purpose, you describe what you're doing, why you're doing it, what it looks like when it's done and done well. When you've articulated what will happen if you don't take action and what will happen if you do, that's the fear and excitement piece. Then all of a sudden it becomes really pretty easy to shake out the specifics of what has to happen. So that is a way where you can sell backstage. You do this intuitively. You probably do it really instinctively or your team leaders do front stage. But again, when we go back to our team, we sort of forget that our audience needs exactly the same thing that they did, that the audience does front stage. And the part I really want you to appreciate about yourself and about people you're coaching on this is the fact that you do have the skills. You absolutely have the capability to talk to people front stage, to really understand them, to listen, to pay attention to their goals, to pay attention to, again, things they're worried about, things they're excited about, what their strengths are. And that ability is, again, as I said earlier, is sophisticated. All you need to do is turn around, take exactly that same suite of talents and turn around to your audience backstage and do exactly the same process. You are the conduit. I want you to think of yourself as a very powerful facilitator between front stage and backstage. And when you're able to take those skills and have the conversation formula that I just talked about, all of a sudden, your team will be on board. They'll be excited. They'll be motivated. They'll know the parameters. They'll know the success criteria. They'll know the standards. And they'll know, most importantly, the why. And when you can do that, you'll be a phenomenal leader within your organization. And you'll prevent the defensiveness that can happen a lot when we just get told what to do. If you're like me and you get told what to do, you're like, hmm, arms get crossed. I don't think so. I've got something else more important to do. Thank you very much. Or you just get the stare. You just get the look that says, I'm listening to you and I'm nodding my head, but really I'm shaking it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when that person leaves the room, they have absolutely no intention of following through on what you just asked them to do. So they're not sold. Don't get mad. Don't get resentful. Get creative. Get resourceful. And take, again, those exact same communication skills you do so brilliantly on the front stage with your clientele and use it backstage. And this is what really great leaders do. And that's what inspires me. If I look at really great leaders within organizations, they look at their team members as an audience that they want to address their issues and get them inspired and get them motivated and give them the criteria so they know when they're winning. That's what really great leaders do. And that's what you can do when you sell backstage. Thanks very much for listening. And as always, here's to your team success.